This podcast is produced by medical professionals who have also type 1 diabetes. First and foremost, we are two type 1s trying to spread the word about life with diabetes. Please do not go off and do anything we discuss without first talking to your own diabetes care provider. Because it works for us does not mean it will work for you. Sometimes it doesn't even work for us. You have been duly admonished. Now sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. Oh, wait, wrong story. How about we just get comfortable and enjoy the ride? I think that sounds like a good idea, Tish. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to that One Type podcast. Um, we uh, are broadcasting from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the land of entrap I mean enchantment. Uh, it is a beautiful uh, dark night. It rained a little bit earlier. That was cool. Did you get rain on your end? I did. It poured for like a good 15 minutes. Yeah, it was about the same thing here. You know, when I was coming out of, of work, I saw it. and like, somebody's getting rain. And then I drove into it. There was a nice little sunset rainbow, too. Really? Really. Oh, it was so nice. Joy got some good pictures. Okay, so as long as somebody got pictures. All right. So there's proof. We do get rainbows here. So when you get cool pictures, you got to share them, guys, just so you know. That's what all the cool kids do nowadays. Yeah, yeah, right. Hear that, Joy? Yep. Okay, just checking. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I saw a neat rainbow last year. I was, I don't know where I was going. I was heading somewhere. Um, obviously, it had rained, and um, there was a rainbow that was coming out of the Sandias. So in one of those peak separations, so you got the front peaks, the back peaks, the rainbow had come into that. I don't know what was going on, but it was really cool. Like, I'm sure there was a pot of gold there if somebody was willing to climb the mountain. It was kind of neat. Um, so that's our chit-chat. <laughs> um, it's been a long day for me today, and this just goes to show how diabetes has a brain of its own. Um, I haven't been under 300 since about 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, and that goes to uh, say that my pump was not working. It was still pumping. It was still putting things in. But uh, I'm not sure where that insulin was going. But uh, it's been a long day. And, of course, this is my longest day uh, this week. Uh, so it's been a long day. I'm very tired. Uh, my body is beat from trying to deal with that 300-plus uh, it was 366 at its highest, and then after that, I wouldn't register. Uh, but it's coming down now, and uh, I came home and changed the pod. You know, so I'm I'm thinking that was the problem. What do you think, Tish? I think that's the problem, too. You think that was the problem? Um, <laughs> when your blood sugars are high, it really wears you out. Yeah. Even my uh, office manager has started to notice. Are you okay? Do you need to go home? You're done for the day. You need to go. Right. I like, yeah, I do. You get that glassy-eyed look? Mm-hmm. Yeah exhausted putting my head on the desk and i wanted to do that so badly today but i just had things right back 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 backed up every time i finished one thing something else was time for something else to be addressed so i was glad to to get out of there so and always glad to come here so or come together uh, we always come someplace different but uh it's always nice to get together with you all so um last year last year year before last excuse me Year before last, the FDA said that one way they were going to address the insulin uh, cost crisis was that they were going to change the classification of the uh, of insulin. So at that time, um, and I don't know the exact uh, classification that it was, but because the big three said each of their processes was proprietary, even though the structure of insulin hasn't changed since Banting discovered it and produced it. Um, because it was proprietary, they were covered by a rule in the FDA that said they were not required to give any other manufacturer a sample so that they could synthesize it. And that's protected them for as many years as insulin has been on the market. Mm -hmm which also allows them to raise the price. And of course, also the price raise is uh, related to discounts by the pharmacy benefit manager process and, um, and that all needs to change, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, so uh, two years ago, three years, 2018, the FDA said, we're going to change this uh, and we're going to do it on a specific date in 2019 and they did. 
So insulin officially became a biologic, which removed that proprietary rule and forced the big three, Lilly, Novo, and Sanofi, or Sanofi, to provide samples to any company that was interested in making a biosimilar product. So they were no longer protected by that proprietary rule. Well, a, uh, a company came along called Myelin, and they partnered with another company called Biocon Limited, and they asked for a sample. So a biosimilar product is a biological product that's manufactured to resemble the reference biological product. So that's the sample provided to them. Um, this permits the FDA, following a period of market exclusive exclusivity for reference products, to approve biological products if they have the same primary, excuse me, primary amino acid sequences and mechanisms of action as the reference product, and there are no clinically meaningful differences between the reference product and the biosimilar. So basically what it says is the FDA says, yes, you've had the proprietary exclusivity, but if this company can prove that their product is the same amino acid chain sequence as yours, you're not protected. So because each reference product's manufacturing process is proprietary information, the manufacturer's biosimilar product always differs slightly from the reference product. We're gonna come back to that in a second. This is in contrast to a generic medication, which is identical to brand medications. Therefore, although there are some similarities between generics and biosimilars, biosimilars are not considered generic versions of biological products. Um, so that statement that biosimilar products always differ slightly from the reference product, um, myelin and biocon, are very proud to say that their product, Semglee, is 100% identical to Lantus. There is no difference between their product and what Lilly produces. Um, so why is this important? Well, they released Semglee. The FDA approved it as a biosimilar in August. So this is important now because if your doctor writes for Lantus and you can't afford it or your insurance company doesn't have Lantus on their formulary, the pharmacist without permission from the physician can give you Semglee because it's the same thing. Now, that's really cool. They don't even have to call the doc and say, I don't have Lantus. Can we give them some glee? They can just give it to you. And I know in my 53 years, I've gone to the pharmacy and gone, this is not what they ordered, but it's the same product. Mm -hmm. um, and usually works the same. Um, so that's really cool. That, that is cool. There is a, a new product, which means now there's four insulin manufacturers. And Myelin is a global manufacturer, global pharmaceutical company. Um, Biocon is based in India, and they're going to be serving Japan and other territories uh, with that product. But um, Myelin is uh, all over the world, and they're the first to be serving the United States, which is really cool. That's so, neat. yeah, so we've got one biosimilar. It's only now a matter of time. Um, they're also working on other insulins. That's one of their focuses is to reduce the cost of insulin and take that market share away. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, I believe um, part of their fight is to keep the pharmacy benefit manager discounts down so that their reasonably priced insulin doesn't become astronomical uh, because that's where a lot of the, the fat is in the cost of your insulin um, is what the uh, insurance companies negotiate yeah. to have that insulin on their formulary so that you can have it. Uh, and that's that really sucks. So just to, to give you an idea, so um, Trev, do, do you have any idea how much insulin cost? Um, I, I, just as a wild guess, I want to say a hundred bucks for a week. 
That's pretty close. Yeah, that is pretty close, actually. <laughs> That's pretty Not close. Off. Yeah. Just, just like a st- as a standard like cost of living thing, like yeah. gas or like yeah. everything costs a hundred bucks a week. Everything costs a hundred bucks a week. That's right. That's right. Yeah, everything's a hundred bucks. Um, okay, so most diabetics do take two insulins, so you take a long acting. All type ones short. take two yeah. ins- unless you're on a pump. So if yeah. you're if you're doing traditional needle injections or what we call multiple dose injections, MDIs, then you're gonna take two. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is the background and one is the you take it as you eat. So this medication, Semgly, is the background medication. Um, so, so it's about 200 bucks a week. Give or so take. Lantus, all, all these products come in five. They come in pens and um, vials. So depending on how you want to administer it. So just for the pens, they come in a five pen pack. Um, and we'll start with the biggie lantus that was who provided the sample to semgly um for five pens it's 428 dollars and 64 cents that comes out to 85.73 a pen now most people that's a month they they can they can do five pens for a month yeah Um, a pen holds 300 units um but people like me and, and even Tish, because you have insulin resistance too. Yeah. Your, yours is insulin specific, mm-hmm. but I just have insulin resistance, uh, which means my body doesn't use it properly. So I have to take more. Um, and at one point I was taking a hundred units a day. Yeah. One pen is 300 units. Um, I'll show you a pen now. Yeah. You got a pen? Yeah, I do. Um, so one pen's 300 units. So I was doing one pen every three days. Um, so I was doing more than one box, you know, a month. Uh, so uh, now, fortunately, my insurance paid for it. Okay, so you didn't have to feel that eighty bucks going. I I didn't have to feel arm. it, um, because I had a copay. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, that's yeah, and that was made that made it reasonable. But there are people that don't, mm-hmm. um, that don't have insurance and. Um, they, they're scrimping and saving, mm-hmm. you know, um, to figure out how, how am I going to live? So Tisha's got a pen. So, so this is an insulin pen. It's my Novolog. It has 300 units of insulin in it. Okay, cool. So you can set the dosage. Yeah. Right. And Okay. So take the top off. Take you got a needle on it? Off. There's a needle on it. But yeah, yeah, well, just be the... careful. Just take the top off. All right. Ooh, crazy looking. You got to cap on the needle, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, it's, that needle's capped, Trev. You're yeah. not going to get stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, okay, so you got 250. But if it goes further down, and it's 300. Okay. Yeah, eventually the plunger gets into the window, and you can see where you are. Yeah. Um, and you can do all 100 at once. Or you, you can do 100 at once maximum, or what's the maximum? 60 is the max. Um, 60 is the max, yeah. yeah. You can do 60 um, at once. But you mostly carb count, and you have a sliding scale for most right. type 1 diabetics. Well, right. it looks 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, copay. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and copay. And, um, so you know, for people that have insurance, uh, and depending on what your copay is, too, you may have copay, you may have coinsurance on top of that, uh, you may have a good copay. You may have a bad copay. There yeah, are people so that have $100 copays. Um, there is. It just depends, too. And it also depends on the type of insulin. My yeah. copay varies on the type of insulin. It's probably because you got what so, formulary versus non-formulary, and you don't have a choice. You have to take yeah, what so they write if you. If I so. use Humalog or Lantus, my copay is $75. But if I use Novolog and Baslajar, my yeah. copay is $50. Yeah. That's because so. formulary versus non-formulary. So, and that's that whole pharmacy benefit management. You know, we're going to reward the insurance company by for writing these scripts, um, but they penalize the patient because yeah. we don't have a choice. What's the What's the best What's the best way that people can find the best possible copay? It's 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 all up to their employer. Oh, okay. So most so. employers have tier brackets of insurance to right. choose from. What you really have to look at is the deductibles and whether or not your deductible is going to apply before you hit your um, maximum or yeah. after. And then you also have to look at what they cover for specialties. Yeah. So when 
us diabetics get insurance. It's not just, oh, just give me this plan. It's fine. Right. We usually end up having to get the most expensive plan because mm-hmm. we have to get the one. Well, we would try to get the ones with the least co-pays right. and um, covering our specialty doctors that we have to see. Yeah. So, you know, your insurance, you got to look at um, what is that copay? Um, and your specialty docs, what's the, you know, is there a difference in copays? Like I know my specialty doc is 35 and my regular doc's 25. Um, and then for me, I, I'm fortunate. I have very good insurance and mm-hmm. I, I, I love my employer for that. Um, I, I don't have a um, out-of-pocket deductible on my pharmacy benefits. I mean, I do on my health care, on my medical visits. But there are some plans where your pharmacy benefits aren't paid until you've spent 500 or or $1,000. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can see, you know, you get a script for Atlantis, you get five pens, it's $428 that you got to come up with at the pharmacy. And so January sucks. Now, most diabetics, if they have these high deductible, high copay plans, within two months, they have met all of that requirement. But you got to come up with a lot of money um, before that. So, you know, I'm, like I said, I am fortunate. I, I don't have a high expense ratio. Um, I do have a co-insurance, uh, which is what really bites me. So after I pay my deductible for things, then I pay 10% of whatever the difference. And that, depending on what you're having done, that can be expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for diabetics, we require a lot of specialists just for maintenance. Not, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't count when there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when there's something wrong, it's going to get expensive um, because – you know, eye injection therapies are two, three thousand dollars an injection, uh, and that all has to go through pre-approval, um, and the insurance company can say no. Or and then there's the a cheaper method. Right. a narrative. Right. And it's back and forth, back and forth, and then it's a year later, and it's time for a whole new insurance. Right. And you have to do it all over again. You have to do it all over again. What's the recourse for people who can't, who literally can't afford it? Or is, is there such a thing as an insulin bank? So, um, um, all of the manufacturers uh, have uh, patient assistance programs, and you can apply for a patient assistance program. Uh, and so you have to send them, you know, your tax forms and your how much money do you make and all of that, and what are your expenses and, and all of that. And then uh, if you qualify. And, you know, if, if you're a working Joe and, and you're not making a lot of money, you'll qualify. Um, oh, yeah. And then they'll send your doctor a month's worth of insulin. That's awesome. Um, now, know. it depends. So I, I was on patient assistance program back in Baltimore. Um, but because of my high resistance, I required more insulin than the manufacturer would provide. So I, you know, I, I went through it very quickly. And then, then you have you have to reapply every month. Um, so I was, you know, every three weeks I was reapplying, um, but I was getting it for nothing. So I wasn't really complaining. That was a good thing. Um, and so yeah, there's patient assistance. There's um, uh, clinics. You know, free clinics will stock stuff. Now they're going to give you a vial at a time, but a vial at a time is better than none. Um, That's basically what I was hoping existed. Yeah. Good. They're rare and hard to find. Well, um, a lot of... clinic that has insulin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that need it. I know of one here in the state of New Mexico. Uh-huh. One. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, Can you imagine living in, like, Farmington and, like, you got to drive three hours or whatever? I'm sure people but, do. Yeah. yeah. They do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I know a lot of the pharmacies take the good RX discount right. card. That takes a lot off. Have of you used that price. for insulin? I have before, yeah. Really, for insulin? Yes. Because there and was I a point up... when they did not have insulin on that Yeah, formulary. actually, the pharmacist suggested it to me. Wow. I was maybe about 20, and he told me to go try it. Right. And it worked. I paid maybe like 130 I mean, okay. it's still expensive. 130 for a 195 or $200 bottle, but still yeah. 130 is $130, not 130 $200. is better than... 400 yeah, 300 absolutely um, yeah there was a time when yeah there was no discount for insulin if mm-hmm. you needed insulin you paid for it 
um, and you decided whether you were going to eat that day or um, and that that's why we have this whole rash of, of diabetics dead in bed because they've been rationing their insulin they can't afford it um, yeah I see stories about it all the time yeah um, I, I just saw especially a, uh, millennials a lot of the millennials, yeah, millennials they don't have um, jobs they don't have jobs and a lot of them can't afford their insulin and yeah. can't afford anything um, so and they're rationing their insulin until they have no more, and then right. they have to go to the emergency room. Right, because they're they're sick like somebody we know. <laughs> I'm good. We I'm love not you, Tish. Um, but no, but but you you were exhibiting mm-hmm. exactly what happens when somebody. Yeah, and a lot of times they're misdiagnosed for drug overdose. Right. Because when all they are diabetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it, it's um it's really sad. I, I read a statistic this morning. Actually, um, one person every second, every seven seconds now. That's the latest statistics. Dies from diabetes or its complications. That's so often. Every seven seconds. Every seven seconds. What? It's true. Yeah. So it's shortened through the years too. It used to be longer when I yeah. was younger. Yeah. But insulin is so expensive and I wonder if that's just because it, it's 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 growing in like frequency like it's Well, yeah. the mm-hmm. inc- higher incidence. So that statistic is related to diabetes and its complications. So that includes the dead in bed people who yeah. have been rationing, but also the people that have kidney failure and their kidneys have finally said that's it and dialysis is not working and they die or um, they have other problems. So um, if the, if the um, death certificate says diabetes, cause of death, it gets counted. But it's still realistic that it, it's diabetes. It's, that's There's complications that are doing it. I really I hate, because of where I am, I hate saying diabetes did it. Diabetes didn't do it. Um, is that my phone making noise? Mm-hmm. Probably. Hold on. Oh. Um, so... You know, it's the complications of diabetes that are uh, that are doing it. So, but yeah, seven seconds every seven seconds. So, figure how long we've been talking. How many people have died? Um, a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it's really important to to take care of yourself. But um, you know, so there are free clinics where, if you're in a place that has that resource, you know, New Mexico is a really nice place, but its resources are limited. Um, you know, uh, you know, where I came from, we have a lot more, you know, in Baltimore, we have a lot more free clinics, uh, mm-hmm. and they're supported more. And, um, so, you know, if, if, if you see a free clinic that's asking for donations or they have a charity or event or whatever, um, help them because they do buy insulin too. They don't always rely yeah. on donations from the companies because the companies can only donate so much as well. Um, you know, you know, also, too, like, um, you could reach out to, like, a rep of the Lily brand or a rep of the insulin brands. A lot of times they have samples. It's not a lot of insulin, no. but it's still a sample of insulin to get you by. You just have to yeah. figure out who's your, who is representing that company in your area. Right, exactly. And, and you know, you can do that through your doctor, mm-hmm. through the hospital. Uh, also know that if you go to the hospital, emergency room or inpatient, whatever, and you're a type one, make sure you get that insulin vial because it's yours. You paid for it. Uh, so when you're discharged, ask for the insulin because depending on how long you were there, you didn't use a lot of insulin and yep. you paid for it. Um, so get that bottle, um, you know, unless the pharmacies are and some of the new pharmacy systems, they'll draw the insulin up and send it up. And then you get a needle. <laughs> um, but there are other hospitals and places where they send a bottle to the patient's room or to their patient's med cart. And it's yours. You paid for it. You got charged for it. Make sure you go home with it. Uh, so, and, and you probably got charged more than what you would have at the pharmacy. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely got <laughs> You are paying an arm and leg for that yep. trial. And maybe even an eye. Um, that they, they keep telling you they're so important. Um so, yeah, uh, so that's, um, that's really great news that you know, I've been wondering, thank you, I've been wondering when we were going to see something, because I know that the FDA made that rule, and, and Big Three Pharma were really pissed off about that. They, they had lawyers out the wazoo saying that you can't do it. 
uh, our processes are proprietary. Man, how about saving the people? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the conscience? There's the conscience. Um, so. It's like that Martin Shkreli thing that happened like five years ago. Enlighten me? No, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, it was, a, it was, a, it was an HIV medication. Okay. It was highly publicized because this guy was like, he bought the rights to this HIV medication. Okay. Jacked the price up, you know, some thousands of percent. Right. You remember this? Oh. No, I do not. Yeah, seventy thousand and Wu Tang Clan bought the Wu Tang Clan themselves. Yes, Wu Tang Clan got involved somehow. Anyway. Oh, I remember the rights being bought. People do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Just just because they can, just because they see it not as a necessity, Mm -hmm. but necessity driving a speculative bubble. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Myelin is the company that um produced the new EpiPens that caused a, a riot because the price went up dramatically. Um, and then there was a shortage. Well, not really a shortage because nobody was buying it. They couldn't afford it. Um, and so people were dying from lack of EpiPens. Uh, but they, they resolved that problem. Uh, so I think maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm speculating again here, but maybe after that debacle they went, hmm, or debacle, um, we need to be doing something right. And so they, they looked at the insulin problem. Uh, so uh, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And it's only a matter of time. I'm sure there are other companies that are still in the process that are actually working on it to, to get new biosimilars out there um, because the, the insulin is just absolutely outrageous. Um, so, yeah, so then there's um, Basiglar. I'm sorry, I mis, misspoke. Lantus is not produced by Lily. Um, sorry, Lily. Um, Basiglar is produced by Lily. Um, Lantus is Sanofi, or Sanofi. Hmm. Um, so the Basiglar for five pens is three hundred and thirty dollars and twenty-seven cents, which comes down to sixty-six oh five. And you ready for the Semgly? It's one hundred and forty-seven ninety-eight for the same five pens, which is twenty-nine sixty, thirty bucks oh. for a pen. I like that. If if I was in need and had to have Lantus, you better believe I would be buying the Semgly mm-hmm. uh, just to support them. I would ask for the Semgly. Um, it's the same drug, so why not? Why not have the same thing for less money? I hate spending money. Me too. Um, well, I mean, I like spending money. Well, yes, there are certain <laughs> things I like spending money on. Um, so, uh, so that was our medical news uh, in the. In the news, what's what's going on there? Uh, so, but there's also a, a neat thing that happened over the weekend. So, Kate Moss, famous model, uh, has a daughter named Lila Moss, and she walked the Versace runway in Milan this weekend. And what's so special about that is she came out of the closet literally as being a type one because the outfit that she was wearing revealed her thigh, and on her thigh was an Omnipod, was her pump. Um, There was no denying that she was a type 1 diabetic. Um, And that was basically her response, was I'm a type 1, not hiding it, and uh, I want the world to see it. She didn't make a big deal out of it because she's normalizing diabetes. Um, And that's really important because there's still a lot of people, a lot of young people especially, um, I think people that have gotten to my age and older, and like I said, I'm 53, uh, we don't care. <laughs> I have diabetes. Um, I'll do what I want, when I want it, where I want it. Um, but there are a lot of young folks uh, who are diagnosed and just can't deal with the fact that they have diabetes. And then we throw in this, you know, the best thing for you is a pump and a CGM is all this devices that are all these devices that you wear on the outside. Um, and you can do a pretty good job hiding them, but there comes a time when you're going to have to do something like read your CGM or change the pump, and you might be someplace where it's not convenient. I mean, I've, I've changed my pump, believe it or not, out in the sound garden. <laughs> uh, I've sat in the corner away from everybody um, and turned my back, but it needed to be changed. Uh, and I hate wasting insulin, so I knew it was going to need to be changed that night and took it all with me. Because I hate throwing insulin away. It pained me tonight. I had 
probably 150 units of insulin in that pump that I threw away. Oh. Yeah. You can't get it out? Not that I know of. That's lame. Well, they're not meant to fail. Well, they do. And, you know, um, so I had to do some research on that because I don't know whether you can get it out. I mean, I put it in you through an inlet. take it to, like, your local, like, service facility. Like, take, take it to a hospital and be like, hey, can you, can you, can you. Can you put this in a, in a vial or whatever? You have a lot of faith in our hospital I system, know, don't you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just yeah, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. I have to find out. I, I will put it out there in the DOC, the Diabetes Online Community, and say, anybody done this yet? Because uh, I really, it really pained me to throw 150 units of insulin away. Well, I know a lot of times the infusion set and the, I forgot what it's called, that holds the insulin, you have to connect them together. The reservoir. Yeah, yeah mine, the reservoir. mine's tubeless. Oh. The reservoir is inside. Oh. Reservoir is right there. So, um, but I had to fill just, it, so I don't know. I, I'll have you to You just try use the same needle. And try and pull withdraw it out. Withdraw it, yeah. You know, um, I don't so know. I if, do. it, if it's sealed and there's no way to break that vacuum, you might not be able to get it out. It's worth a shot. Yeah, I'll have to try. Well, I'll have to try the next time. Um, as I'm sure it'll fail sometime eventually. Um, so, uh, but that that's really cool. So she's, um, she's, I wouldn't say she's a big celebrity. I mean, maybe if you're in the fashion world and whatever, you know who she is. I didn't know who she was. I had to look it up and see who that was. Um, but she's making all the social media rounds and the, and the memes and things. And uh, it was just this weekend. So that's really cool. She's using her celebrity to say diabetes is normal. Um, it's, it's, it is who I am. Um, and, you know, next to um, Nick Jonas, She's, to me, she's the the biggest thing. Um, so I think that's cool. And, and uh, you know, we, we've got to get through to our young folks and newly diagnosed people who are just cautious and scared of people knowing they have diabetes. Um, all right, I turned it off. I can't help it still <laughs> making noise. Um, so, you know, th- th- we got all these great examples of of people that have diabetes. And um, Tisha did a little research. What did you find out, Tish? I actually found out that the Chicago Bears quarterback, he was the Broncos quarterback too. Ugh. The Bears um, are better off. Yeah, debatable. Um, but Jay Cutler, he's type 1 diabetic. He was diagnosed in 2008. Yeah, we're in the war zone. Uh, you know. Coyote. <laughs> Coyote. Oh God! No, I thought you meant the coyote had a gun. No, <laughs> I just immediately pictured a coyote with a gun. Yeah, why. you know the Looney Tunes know, live down the street. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, Roadrunner, he's just running away, and the coyote is just taking shots, man. Acme rockets going off in the canyon. Yeah, we are in New Mexico, and that's Sorry. where they're from. Sorry. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I never thought about coyotes. I just thought it was fireworks. Yeah, no coyote. There you go. Okay. Well, we are in Coyote Country. There's a, a big mesa. Yep. Over here, so. Yep. That Sorry, guys, true. we totally got sidetracked. Anyways, uh, Jay Cutler, he was diagnosed in 2008. How old are you? You're so, it was like 13 years ago. Three. <laughs> um, I think that's super cool, just because with diabetes and working out and sports and everything. Even though it helps maintain your blood sugars, it also, you have to find that fine line between the working out and your diabetes. Right. You got to keep that sweet spot. Yeah. Because you can't be on the field and have a low blood sugar. That wouldn't go too well. Yeah. It would be interesting to know what his um, management profile is. What does he do before he goes out on the field? I mean, I can't imagine he's not on a pump. Uh, he, I don't know. Or, well, he could, but he could control it a lot better. Yeah. Um, if being he was. on the field, he could suspend it. And all his traveling and everything, you would imagine. Yeah. Who knows? If anybody shares this on social, me- social media, tag Jay Cutler. Maybe we could get him to respond. Yeah, that That'd would be, be totally cool. Awesome. We have Jay Cutler, we have some questions for you. And we're in New Mexico. We don't have a football team of our own. And I didn't mean that thing about the Broncos earlier <laughs> at all. Maybe just a little bit. I but did. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, kid. (laughs) 
You all bought Flacco. That was a mistake. Uh, the cat is licking the top of the tea bottle. There's nothing on the top of the tea bottle. Well, that we know of. It's actually pretty entertaining. Not going to lie. Can you hear it? Uh, oh, sorry, it's not folks. me this time, guys. That's right. It's not Tish's fault. All right. Score. It's Micah's fault. Micah, stop that. So who else did you find? Um, I also found Damien Dash. And Damien who is Dash. That? He is a big fashion icon. Okay. Um, I know because I used to buy when I was younger. I would buy the Fat Farms. So he did Fat Farms and he owns a bunch of clothing lines. So that's pretty cool. Brett Michaels. Yes, we know about Brett Michaels. Yes. Brett Michaels. Had no shame about it. Nope. We all know about it because of his reality show. Yep. Um, he had his insulin pump everywhere he went, mm -hmm. and he didn't right. hide it, which and, is awesome. And then little Michael got it. Yeah. So she um she was diagnosed while he was on um, um what was that the Entrepreneur? I don't know. Yeah the the um, Donald Trump show. Entrepreneur? Apprentice. 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 Thank you. Yes, Apprentice. Yeah, so he um, he had to leave the show temporarily because his daughter got the diagnosis, and he flew back to, I guess, California um, to be with her while she went through that whole process. Um, but fortunately, she, um, you know, she had experienced it from her dad, so um, it wasn't a big uh, adjustment just for her. I mean, she was a kid, is a kid, um, but who better to, to guide you down that path then your dad. Um, so, and then he came back and won. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, and he, um, he raised a lot of money for the American Diabetes Association from that program. Um, one of the products that they developed, um, I can't think of what it was. Um, but portions of that sale went to the ADA. So he raised a good bit of money for them. So that was good. So, mm -hmm. and he, um, he, I mean, he admits to not managing it well when he was younger. And uh, learning how to figure that out, and uh, so he's he's a really good role model. I remember um, the American Diabetes Association has their journal for um, consumers called the Forecast, and uh, I subscribe to it. If you if you get a um. membership, you get a subscription to it. Back when I was a kid, so I was a teenager when um, he was popular. As a, as a musician and to see him on the cover of the ADA forecast and read his story about how he had gotten diagnosed and how he lived and, and being a rocker and, you know, all the, the negative connotations of being a rocker and um, what he managed to do was really a, an uplifting story for me as a teenager. Um, I wasn't into his kind of music, uh, but it was cool that here he was out on stage performing every night and his band members were looking out for him and family was looking out for him and, and he was just a good role model. You know, he was um, the Nick Jonas, I think, <laughs> at that time. Um, so so who else we got? Um, Nick Jonas. I actually... <laughs> Nick who? Nick Jonas. <laughs> okay, I grew up with Nick Jonas on the Disney Channel. So yes, I'm very... Excited about his diabetes, mm -hmm. and I know I shouldn't be excited, but I was excited when I was a teenager. Oh, that's so cool! I think Jonas has diabetes just like me. Like, I was right. totally a little fangirl. You're you a fangirl in the diabetes, not Nick Jonas. You were a fangirl in the diabetes. The diabetes had its own fan site. Oh. I was a fangirl, Nick Jonas. <laughs> yeah, okay, you had a dual membership. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I remember on Netflix. Ooh, maybe it was like maybe a year and a half ago when quarantine first started. Mm -hmm. There's this show called The Babysitter's Club. And I remember watching it with my daughter. And one of the characters on there, the one of the babysitters, she's like 13. She has diabetes and an oh, insulin really? pump on. Cool. Yeah. And the whole show was cool. Like she had a low blood sugar one time and it was really bad. And like they made a whole episode about the low blood sugar. Was it accurate? Yes. Okay. It was actually, and I okay. think her pump and she's really diabetic. Okay, so so but it wasn't a like steel a magnolias mainstream. thing that really no. sucked when when Julia Roberts had Pretended. an insulin reaction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, no, and good. she really is diabetic. Oh, neat. 
Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, Neat. So somebody snuck into her trailer and upped her insulin pump so that she was getting like 30 units down stream. It was a really cool experience to see like that being incorporated incorporated in such a younger television uh-huh. show. Yeah, so no, that's cool. That was cool to see. That is cool. Now, I wonder what because the reaction there is, was. Uh, there is a lot of younger kids with diabetes. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So, you know, younger kids nowadays um, are not only developing type 1, we're still at 5% um, of, the, of the diabetic population. A lot of them are type 2. But they're getting type 2. Um, and that's really scary because uh, type 2 is just from a stress on the body. And that, usual, that stress is usually obesity. Um, and so we're, we're seeing big problems. We'll talk about that in another, mm-hmm. another conversation. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool that, um, Nick Jonas had it and, um, he, um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, Last Man Standing and he was on that originally. Um, and then I saw him, sorry, again, I'm, I'm fanboying. So, um, <laughs> he was on the, um, the Les Mis production at the O2, the 25th anniversary. Uh, really, he, he's an impressive, talented young man. Uh, he can sing, he can act, uh, and he has diabetes, so that mm. makes him even cooler. That does. So, I'm a big fan of Les Mis, too. So. Mm. Jean Smart, she has diabetes. Jean Smart, why does that name sound familiar? What did she do? That lady. Uh, yeah, I can picture her, I just don't know what she did. Oh, I don't know, she's an actress. <laughs> Okay, Gene Smart, if you're out there, um, she's in stuff. She's in stuff. <laughs> See, he knows. He'd be the person to know. Yeah, you would be the person to know. <laughs> she's in stuff. Joy, you know who Gene Smart is? She was diagnosed at the age of 13. Really? Okay, so mm-hmm. she's a, a true T1. Yeah. Not not that if you're diagnosed and you are requiring it, you're not a true T1, but um, mm-hmm. so Gene Smart, well, I just cannot place her. Um. Wow, Gene Smart, if you're out there, we're sorry. If you'd like to talk to us about it, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. That is not my. Oh, oops, sorry. That's my technology. That's um, my Omnipod Dash yelling at me about something. Oh, tell me to check my blood sugar. Duh. Gee, why else would it be yelling at you? Well, um, it's the pump change alarm. So. It requires you to test it after you change oh, your pump. Oh, yeah. I know her from, uh, she was in Watchmen recently. <laughs> That's she an interesting place for her to be. Garden State. Okay. 24. 24 of the, oh, oh, you mean the Kiefer Sutherland 24. Okay. I Heart Huckabees, hold for applause. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I She's don't been know. in a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. the others are like Olympic athletes that I, I've never heard of. Oh, wow. She was a Mad About You? Huh. Yeah, that's how I know her. Mad About <laughs> You. Okay. Okay, so she's been, yeah, she's been in a lot now that I know who we're talking about. Yes, she has. Um, wow. Okay, so we're, we're happy that uh, she, uh, she's part of the club. Oh, my God, she's been in everything. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of, of celebrities. Of course, there's Mary Tyler Moore. Um, I know Tom Hanks has type 2. He does. He he um, he did develop. He was an advocate for a while, but then he went off the rails uh, for other reasons. He went to, like, Australia. He went to Australia for other reasons. Um, so, yeah, there's um, there, there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of, of celebrities that have type 1, uh, and I wish that more of them would come out about it uh, to let the world know. Honestly, until like a couple years ago, I didn't. If we were close enough and I knew, you knew. If I knew you that good, then you knew. But if not, it wasn't anybody's business. <laughs> right. Um, um, but you don't have a platform. No. And celebrities do. And yes, they, they do. They, they are entitled to some a, a large degree of, of privacy, but something like diabetes, where you can influence somebody's behavior hmm. that's questioning whether they should tell other people. Yeah. 
you know, that's a big deal. Um, and even just being a supporter of ADA, JDRF, Type 1, you know, um, just publicly supporting those things, even whether you admit that you have it or not, if you're seen mm -hmm. supporting it, others well, might will fall. think differently that, oh, well, you know, maybe it's okay. Um, so what do you think about that, Trev? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I, uh, I think it goes a long way to you know anybody who might be feeling weird about it. I don't know, like you guys seem pretty comfortable with you know who you are and stuff. But like I imagine, you know, growing up, you've said you know it's it's kind of weird. You know, the, the tr trying to incorporate this into your identity. It kind yeah, of, I get I get the I get the 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 utility of or you know. Yeah, anybody who, who has visibility, yeah. you know, has a little bit of an imperative to, uh, to, you know, to help people kind of, you know, be okay with that being part of their identity. You right. Know, I get how that's helpful. We all need help, you know, incorporating the various quirks of our person into, you know, uh, a nice, a nice cohesive, you know, identity that we're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just anything you can do to help somebody come out of that shadow, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tish, you're not you're not a completely walled off, like you said. If you know me, you know, so you do share with with some people, mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's you know, I'm I'm not saying you need to go out and shout it to yeah, the no. rooftops. Some people know, and that's that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. um, me, I don't give a crap. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've changed my pump in the middle of the sound garden. The sound garden is an outdoor patio place that plays live music. <laughs> um, and I don't care. Uh, and I, I've been that way since I was 14. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to a dirty bathroom and said, nope, not testing and shooting up here. Um, and came out to the table in a five-star restaurant and said, this is where we're doing it. Um, yeah. Oh. So I guess I've always just been cautious and concerned. I mean, mm -hmm. when I was younger. I didn't want to educate people about what I was doing and why I was doing it. Right. Because right. I just wanted to focus on what I was doing at the moment. Just doing and getting back to life. Yeah, yeah. So the insulin pump, ugh, it was always a hassle for me. Right. It was, especially with me being in the athletics and everything, wearing my cheer uniform and everybody's, well, what's that on your leg? Well, if I wanted you to know, you'd know. Right. It was my typical right. response. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you, I and mean, I'm on a tube list and you were on a tube and that's a yeah. whole nother thing. I mean, that's, that's a process. You got to prime the tube oh, yeah. and, you know, implant the thing. And uh, yeah, that's but, just a um, pain. So I stopped for a while and then I had some circumstances where I had to be on the pump again. Yeah. But, um, even with my Omni, with my Omnipod, uh -huh. I was uh, today a patient's like, well, what's that on your arm? I'm like, um, it's, regulates my blood sugar um i constantly have to have my blood sugar monitored she looked at me like oh so you're wearing a, <clears throat> you're wearing an omni now mm -hmm. they put you on oh. after the hospital yeah oh i thought they just gave you a libra no but they gave, they me gave you a pump they there. gave me freaking everything in the world that's good i'm glad <laughs> but after four months i could go get my blood drawn again and if i'm back to normal i could get off of it okay <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I know you're not a fan of technology. No, I like I like telling people I gotta go take my drugs. I gotta go do drugs. Yep. Yeah, like that's the greatest. Yeah. And then their face is like, you gotta go do what? <laughs> you pull out the needle from <laughs> yeah, your pocket. Like, you're not gonna go uh, do I my gotta drugs. go do my drugs. <laughs> like literally, yep. I got to do my drugs. Yeah. I get to do my drugs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they just look at me. Mm -hmm. Go away. <laughs> I'm getting high. I need to go drugs. I, I need to go, go do, do drugs to drug. bring it back down. You want me to do my drugs because I get grumpy if I don't. That's right. You do want me to do my drugs. That's right. I'm not going to share with you, but yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of celebrities. Um, I don't know. So very cool. Very cool. Hopefully we'll start seeing more of them. You know, I mean, Nick Jonas, obviously, he's being paid to, to rep Dexcom. But, you know, it's cool to see him on television talking about it and um, we had some Olympians, some Olympiads. I guess that's what the term is, Olympiads. There's or? a lot of Olympians. There's a few Miss Americas. There's yep, yep. Um, Sierra Sanderson, she's from Montana. She's got a big presence. Um, I don't know that Another she one won, is but Sonia something. She was Miss America in like yep. 1999 or yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Um, 
So yeah, there there's a lot of folks, and that's what we just need to normalize about it. There's a lot of folks that have it. It's not a big deal. Um, just let us live our lives. I just uh, don't think there's enough people advocating to normalize it. Even no. if we were just to do it ourselves as yeah. a diabetic society, mm-hmm. you know, make it normal for the kids in school. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's um. You know. Like, I wish I had the confidence my daughter's a little friend has. She's like rocking her insulin pump and rocking her Libre and she doesn't care who sees. Can can we talk to her? Uh, I don't know. I could ask her dad. Talk to her mom or her dad. Yeah. Yeah. See if we can talk to her. That yeah. would be cool. She's like rocking it. All She's right. 12. What do you mean rocking it? She's rocking diabetes. Like I <laughs> wish I had her confidence when I was 12 years so, old. So she what Tisha's saying is she's not Tisha. No. <laughs> she owns it. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, well, good. Yeah, talk talk to dad and see if um if we can talk to her. That would be uh, really yeah. cool because it would be nice to have some our younger listeners hearing what she has to say. I'm sure there's kids out there that are not rocking their diabetes. No, she doesn't care uh, what anybody says. She's um, like, good. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Just back away. Don't touch it. Cool. Well, yeah, that w- that would be a fun thing to do. So that was um that was our news in um the spotlight. Uh, which I'm going to keep my eyes open for other things that we can um, bring on to the podcast. But um, by the time this is out and people are listening to it, it'll be close to Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Halloween is always a challenge, especially for parents of newly diagnosed kids, uh, because what's Halloween all about? Candy. Um, lots of candy. Um but interestingly enough, ADA and JDRF and, and a lot of other um, organizations put out a candy list that lists the carbohydrate contents of pretty much everything you're going to go into Walmart and buy a big bag of uh, so that you can do your carb count. And if um, you're on insulin or your child's on insulin, you can figure in that treat. What's your top three low-carb Halloween candies? No such thing. Is that a joke? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is there something that's like really good but like particularly low on the list? If, if it's candy, it's not low carb. I know, but like, yeah, no. <laughs> that's the definition of candy Let's made with sugar. Are, uh, low carb candy, hold are on. Are sugar substitutes like stevia or aspartame like like structurally similar to sugar? Do they do they raise blood sugar like like? So the chemicals themselves do not raise um, blood sugar. Yeah. However, uh, there is some research out there that says that when you put those things into things, it tricks the body into thinking oh, no kidding. they're sugar. It psychosomatics you into having... That's nuts! Yeah. I um, mean, I guess the lowest carbs that we could have is keto-friendly candy. Yeah. And that stuff sucks. <laughs> they got keto-friendly candy fish like and gummy bears. Granola bars is carb. Granola's yeah, granola is carb. And then they, how do they keep it together? With a syrup, with honey or okay, something. Right. Although honey is natural. Mm. Um, it has a lot of carbs. It has a lot of carbs. Um, mm. You know, so it, it, it's just better to know what the carb count is. And that way, especially if you're on an insulin pump, you can adjust and take the right amount of insulin. Uh, and then eat in moderation. You know, you shouldn't be scarfing, your kids shouldn't be scarfing down their whole pumpkin of candy in one night. Um, and the nice thing is the whole neighborhood is giving you something to treat that child's hypoglycemia with. So when they do have lows, which they're going to, um, you don't have to worry about what what to give them, um, especially if you have the list so that you're not over-treating. Uh, that, that's a problem. Um, but you're getting all this free candy. So um, do you remember trick-or-treating after you were diagnosed? Um, a little bit. Not really. I remember going. remember my mom sorting through the candy, and I remember eating the candy. I never had really any reaction. Yeah, your mom was looking for razor blades. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I still do that. I'll search her bag. I'll search Noel's Actually, candy bags. Yeah, I still search her candy bag. Free razors out of it? Not yet. No, no. I get open candies. Uh-huh. Uh, no, uh, that happens sometimes. One but time, I found a retaped lollipop. Kind of weird. What? <laughs> like what? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we went trick-or-treating with pillowcases, just like all my friends. Right. right. And no, okay. we kept it all. My mom put it on top of the fridge because I was short. Well, I'm still short, but couldn't reach it. I was say, that's still there. a problem for you, reaching the top of the fridge. <laughs> and um, just took insulin when I ate it. My mom was really good about not giving me too many restrictions growing right. up. Right. Yeah, I mean, I... I so I was diagnosed when I was 12, so I was getting out of that trick-or-treating thing. But I remember going trick-or-treating um, and then coming home. Where my parents didn't look for razor blades. They didn't buy into that crap. Um, or that or my mother didn't love me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I remember having a, uh, you know, having a bowl of, of candy there. And, and my brother was older. Um, my brother's nine years older than I am. Um, so, you know, the four of us, you know, I, I didn't eat it much. I really wasn't into candy. I just did it for trick-or-treating. Um, and then I had candy for when my blood sugar dropped. Yeah. Um, candy lasted a while at my yeah. house, but yeah. it wasn't and big the same on thing. sweets. We, I think my father ate most of it, honestly. My father loved candy. Hmm. Um, so he, he would always, you know, dip into it. And my mother ate it, too, because my mother liked candy, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't something for me. I didn't really care about it. You know, that's not saying I didn't eat it, but it wasn't a big deal. Um, but, you know, there there are parents out there that are like, well, you just got diagnosed, so no you're not candy. going trick-or-treating. God, let them go trick-or-treating. Um, um, another great thing to do is there's always at least one or two dentists that will take your donated candy. So and they go take them to, like, um, homeless shelters mm-hmm. Or to the kids' shelters, right. the orphanages. Right. Um, they take them to the women's shelters. Yeah, that's a that's a um, great thing. Uh, take your kids with you too. Take your kid to the orphanage with you. Yeah. Let them hand out the candy. The uh, the dentist in my daughter's neighborhood, um, they'll buy it back. Or, um, yeah. And then they send it overseas to, to the soldiers. Troops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a dentist here in Albuquerque that does that. Yeah, and that's a great thing. And they buy it back. So I'm like. And, and at least in where my daughter is, um, they bust the kids in. I mean, when we would go and do Halloween, we would see 200 kids easily. Yeah. Because they were coming in by the carload. They didn't even live in the neighborhood. But they heard that that neighborhood had a lot of good candy. Um, so <laughs> and so we said, you know, go go take them around because the dentists are buying the candy back. They are. You know, they, they can make a little money on the side. You know, keep the ones they like. And, and then troops are going to be happy back. with what they get. The troops will be very happy. So um, we're, we're thankful for you troops. If you're listening. Yes. Uh, we definitely. do have people in Germany. So that may be in Ramstein or someplace over there. So um, we do appreciate you. Uh, hopefully we they'll be sending your you candy. service. Absolutely. So, and as well as all the servicemen and women that are domestic too. Um, we appreciate you putting your life on the line for us. Because uh, those of us that have diabetes can't serve. Uh, yeah, no, I tried. Yeah. Um, and that's another conversation we can have. So. Um, war is the spookiest thing of all. War? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, if we can um, send Jolly Ranchers overseas, let's do it. Uh, so. All righty. Um, so we've got some other things coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about the diabetes online community, um, about some Facebook groups, um, about some diabetes memes. Uh, they're out there. If you have one particular meme that you, you like, please send it to us. That one, number one type podcast at gmail.com. We'd yes, love I love it. memes. They're yeah. so awesome. Yeah, Tisha's the meme queen. I love them. Um, so please send us those things. Um, we're also going to be doing an episode on... Um, things you've heard about being diabetic or things you've been told uh, you might be a diabetic if uh, if you have any of those things please send it on to us that if you one eat type too much podcast sugar. yeah you got it because you ate too much sugar yeah, yeah, dumb. Yeah. i may have eaten too much sugar but that's not why i got it um so uh with that being said we are going to go make some dinner and um tisha's over there dancing i'm not really sure what she's doing because my hangry child is Your like texting child. me. I'm hungry. I'm You're hungry. texting her. 
She's all of about six feet away from her. She's texting her. Today's generation. Oh, my goodness. All right. See, you got called out. Yeah. All righty. So with that being said, I can't um, be responsible for a hangry child. Uh, hopefully my blood sugar has come down. Uh, so I'm going to enjoy our dinner. And uh, we will see you again next time. Bye, guys. Have a, Have good, a good one. one.